This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. The pace car's on fire. <laughs> I just heard that. Oh, it's back on. We're not going green. Recall. The Dale Jr. download starts now. First and foremost, this is why we do the Dale Jr. download, is because we have a good old boy like Dale Jr. Uh, <laughs> to talk about every week. Pace car's on fire. Yeah, recall. Recall. <laughs> I don't mean any disrespect to a bunch of other guys out there that uh, that aren't from this part of the country, <laughs> but there's only one Dale Jr., and that is a, a great example of it right there. We've been doing this podcast now for a year. We made it to year number two. First of all, I can't believe that, Mike Davis. I know, You man. and I made it to year number two? How did that happen? No, that, I, I, I would have lost that bet. <laughs> but you know what? I am glad to be back. I'm glad to be hearing your voice, and I mean that. Uh, yeah. This is fun. We, we go in the off season. Uh, we don't do any podcasts. We get things kind of reloaded, and uh, we're back, man. This is awesome. It sure is. And not only are we back, but we're even bigger and better. We have a staff. We have we a have, staff. We have yeah. – um, we have a young lady that is in charge of us now, which is, I mean, means that there's a real good chance we'll have a third year uh, or a fourth year for that matter. We have organizational skills now. And on top of that, Mike Davis, you have like 56 podcasts you're going to do now. Well, four, but that was oh, close. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Four right now. But you know what? One day with, with Amanda Troutman here uh, yeah. running the show. 56 is going to be a reasonable number for us. Um, yeah, we've got we, – <laughs> she, uh, she slaps you in the face. Our first big transaction was hiring Amanda, and yeah. I don't know how we were able to do that. Uh, it was still, it was a steal. I should yeah. be a car salesman, I think. I don't want to go too much into this because I don't want to convince her to go back to where she was because right. I want to keep her. But Amanda Troutman's on board. She's been – she spent the last decade at uh, Motor Racing Network – and uh, running the uh, – she was a producer there, race day producer. Uh, so she comes well qualified. She's way more qualified than I am. Right. And uh, so I'm just going to do what she tells me. But, yeah, That's we've got we've idea. got other podcasts. Uh, Kelly Earnhardt's going to have a podcast on Wednesday. We've moved this podcast to Tuesday. Some people yeah. are going to have to take a few weeks to get used to that. But on Monday we're going to have a race recap uh, that Amanda's going to do. On Tuesday is, uh, you know, this, this podcast. Wednesday's Kelly. And then Fridays we'll have a – JRM 360, the podcast, which is going to be every bit as unprofessional as the JRM 360 video. <laughs> I can promise you that. Well, that's good. Yeah, it'll take some getting used to, especially for Mike Hogue and, and some others. But yes. um, yeah, that's good. Well, Amanda, welcome aboard. And uh, anytime you need to yell and scream at us on this podcast, please turn on your microphone and do so. But uh, thank you for. Uh, <laughs> We're already behind on time, Taylor. Well, okay. Oh, right, yeah. See, see? see? I, like I love it. this. <laughs> well, uh, we do have we we do have to uh, take a serious moment just for a second. Uh, we do know what today is and um, and what that means to the Earnhardt family, what it means to all of NASCAR. Thirteen years ago, today was one of the most tragic days in the history of sports, let alone the most tragic in the history of NASCAR. And uh, over the years, as uh, time has gone on. I, I really love the way the Earnhardt family has reflected back and, and how much he means uh, to them as a father or a brother or as a son, etc. Um, and it's been a day to celebrate uh, just how important he was to, to the Earnhardt family and to all of NASCAR fans. And certainly we do that today, Mike Davis, uh, very much thinking of Dale Earnhardt. You, you nailed it, man. I mean, I live in Kannapolis. I live in Earnhardt country. I live right down the road from Martha Earnhardt. And uh, you know what? Every day when I take my little girls to school, we pass that big statue of Dale Sr. 
sitting right there in the heart of Kannapolis, and I'm reminded every day. Now, not a, not everybody has that opportunity like I do. I, I am a blessed man uh, because I live where I live, and I get to be reminded of the intimidator every day. That said, this day's always emotional. It's always something that uh, you know makes us reflect back. And you know what? Last year on this podcast, on our very first podcast, we had Martha Earnhardt on yes. and it was actually pretty cool for us because it wasn't a sad moment we, we reflected we, we told stories and that was what uh, th- that, that really helped me and you and everything the families are, the family members are the ones that are showing us how to react to this and I think that is, that speaks volumes about them so it's so true it does and uh, certainly again thinking of him and uh, all of the Earnhardt family today hey by the way uh, Dale Jr. will be with us on this podcast from time to time if you're wondering where he is uh, while we're taping this podcast he's making ragu uh, that's right right now that's right at this very second he's on I see him he's on a set right now making ragu that's right uh, but he he's uh, he's got all kinds of uh, responsibilities today but certainly look forward to talking to him in the future hey speaking of Dale Jr. Mike uh, the shootout, which is what I'm always going to call it. Uh, I call it the clash. Whatever, the Bush whatever clash. We're spo- there you go. <laughs> whatever we're supposed to call it happened on um, on Saturday night. A part of me was excited because we had racing again. You know, we had the big boys back on the track. But another part of me um, watched this race, listened to this race, and thought, man, for whatever reason, more this year than, than in the past, this really feels like a, a spring training baseball game or a – NFL preseason game. Did you feel that way? Well, that's the way I always feel, and I still love it, yeah. by the way. I, I mean, I know what it is going in. It is an exhibition race, uh, you know, and that's sort of what it sells itself as. But I like the race. Now, I don't know if you do, but I like it. But you know why? Because, you know, with my attention span, and it's not very big, that, that the, 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 uh, the length of that race is exactly what I think cup races should be all year long. Yeah. <laughs> I think they yeah. should be shorter. Uh, because I don't have the attention span really to go 500 miles or 600 miles uh, like they do at Charlotte. So I love the length of this race, uh, and so I'm a big fan of the race. Well, uh, I, I'll just say what Dale Jr. said to Chris Devoto beforehand. You know, does, does tonight, you know, do, it t- can tonight be a springboard for the rest of the season? He said, no. No. <laughs> it's, a different, like, it's a different yeah. car. It's a, the track conditions are, <laughs> are different. You know, it's just it, – and he really said it's it's an exhibition. Yeah. So – I don't know. I guess my mind was kind of wired that way, especially after he said that before the race started. Well, yeah, that was hilarious, actually, because, you know, most people, in fact, when she, that, that question was asked to a lot of drivers. They're like, yeah, we can learn a lot, and it's going to factor yeah. in the next week. They asked Junior. He's like, no, it ain't going to factor no. in next week. No, it's just, <laughs> we're out here racing. That's all. Yeah, he started uh, 14th. He finished uh, ninth. He was leading some laps uh, there towards the uh, the end of the race. A big wreck occurred on lap 35. He did miss uh, all of that, uh, but he has an accident with Marcos Ambrose on lap 65, and Dale Jr. got a little upset about that wreck, and here he is after um, he climbed out of the car. Yeah, we had a good race and just uh... – you know, had a pretty average couple of first segments, and then that last segment where things were thinned out, we had a much faster race car. Kind of been sitting back there waiting and learning, and then in that last segment we were ready to go. and Just having some fun out there and made a move, and it didn't work out. We uh, got, you know, pushed for Marcus and got mo- moving around on the front of his car and ended up getting turned into the wall. So I know he was trying to do what he needed to do, and so were we, and it's just unfortunate for both of us, but... I was a little upset with him, but, you know, I've done the same thing, so I'm over it. 
I like that too because <laughs> in the moment, you know, he he, you could tell he was upset, and and uh, and let him know about it out there on the track. After he saw the replay, Mike, uh, he calmed down and said, "Well, I've done the same thing too." I love the reaction that he had. Don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah I did. Uh, that was fun. That was fun. And you know what? A lot of people, and we know this from Reaction Theater from last year, Taylor. A lot of people are like, "Show some more emotion. Don't just let him off the hook." Yeah. Well, you know, he eventually let. Marcus off the hook when he was doing his interviews, but at least he gave him a little tap on the track afterwards. I mean, that was fun, right? Yeah, no, I did. I liked it, and and we do. We need to see that, and I, it was cool that he says he's not going to tolerate that kind of uh, behavior, but uh, it was kind of funny afterwards. And we said, oh, well, you know what? Maybe I would have done the same thing, uh, but that's what racing is all about, so it was good to see that, and uh, looking forward to watching him coming up in the uh, the duels on Thursday. Thursday night, by the way. 7 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports 1. Uh, Dale starts fourth in the first race, so make sure you have it glued to uh, Fox Sports 1 or uh, listening to the uh, the race chatter as well on uh, your NASCAR app. Now, a big story emerging from uh, this past weekend was qualifying on Sunday. Of course, Danica Patrick was on the pole last year, and that was historic. And this year, also a huge story as the number three car, for the first time in 13 years, is back on the track in a cup race. Austin Dillon, Richard Childress's grandson, is driving it, and he qualified it first, Mike Davis, for the Daytona 500. Good for him. I'm happy for him. I think we need to temper our, uh, you know, our expectations. But uh, because you know, if there's one place, Taylor, where being on the pole really doesn't matter. Uh, mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything. It's just a good story, and this is a good yeah. story. Let's just call it what it is. It's a good story, but you know how does that? It, it means he has a great car, so that yeah. means uh, you know expect him to contend uh, you know next Sunday. But honestly, it's a good story, and that's it. I don't want to go jump off the. I don't. I'm not shedding tears. I love what Dale Jr. said. He goes, "I'm happy for Austin, but I'm not moved by the fact that three cars on the pole." And that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, because it's not going to last long. I mean, you know, they're all going to get shuffled around. But Austin is a good plate driver uh, in Talladega last year. Uh, he was right there. You know, Dale Jr. obviously was right there yeah. in he, October. He, he cost Jr. the win at Talladega. <laughs> yeah, many, many, many say that he did. Um, <laughs> so I say that to say this. How would you feel if you saw the three-car driven by Austin Dillon win the Daytona 500, Mike? I'd be happy for him. I'd be happy for him. And then, uh, you know, I it I don't know. Would I be emotional about it? You know, listen, I love Dale Earnhardt. I love Dale Earnhardt. I'm not going to lie. Um, I know how you feel about the number. I think I, you feel the number shouldn't even be on the track. Is that right? No, it shouldn't. I don't think it should. Now, listen, I'm not trying to pitch a fit here or slam my fist down because I'm not that animated about it. But personally, I believe that the three should be waving above the track. It shouldn't be driven on the track. Yeah. I feel that way about the 43 as well. But it's Richard Petty's number, and as long as Richard is alive and involved in the sport, he should be um, he should get to decide what happens with the 43. But when it's all said and done, I think the 3 and the 43 should be flying above the track, not driven on it. I don't feel that way about any other number. I feel those two people that drove those two numbers have done more for the sport of NASCAR than anybody else that's ever been in a race. And I don't, I don't understand what the difference is between what Michael Jordan meant to the Bulls in basketball and what Dale Earnhardt meant to NASCAR. I, I need somebody to help me understand that. Because yeah. Michael Jordan, yeah. nobody should ever wear a number 23 again for the Chicago Bulls. Tell me why somebody else should drive a number three. I know plenty of people drove it before Dale Earnhardt. 
But that was before the man won seven championships and really brought the sport to the masses in this country. I just personally feel it shouldn't be on the track. I don't see it as an insult to the Earnhardt family. Right. And, and I believe Dale Jr. and Kelly and everybody else when they say they don't have a problem with it. As a fan of the sport and as a fan of Dale Earnhardt, I just personally think that it should be flying above the track, not driven on it. I respect that opinion. I, you know what? I'm almost indifferent. I mean, I, I, if, if the number three was retired and it was waving above the track like you want, I would, I would be A-OK with that. I would understand it. I would be, it would be great. It would be great. With it being on the track, I don't find myself kicking, uh, kicking up dirt and raising, raising cane about it. I don't. But at the same time, I'm not going to go into these deep uh, overstatement tweets about how awesome then you know how yeah. uh profound the three yeah. being on the pole at daytona oh <laughs> yeah. man this is just huge <laughs> let's just back it down a notch guys i i think it's great for austin i'm really happy for richard because uh, yeah. we all love richard childers they're on the pole they got a car that can contend yeah. this weekend now if they win the daytona 500 a big story just got a little bigger i still think you- there's a long season though yeah, I'm glad you said that, too, because I don't have any problem with Austin or Richard here, by the way. I mean, I, I really do like Austin Dillon a lot. I, I, can see some, I can see him as somebody that the sport and its fans really wraps itself around in the future. Uh, but Richard And Richard Childress, I am happy for him. And look, listen, the last few years have been very tough for Richard Childress as a car owner. So, you know, maybe this uh, uh, gives him some juice. And so I, I don't have a problem with him at all. I just wish that the sport would have decided long ago – that it wouldn't be back on the track. But, hey, we got plenty of time this whole year to, uh, to talk about that. Yep. Let's talk about Dale Earnhardt Jr. and get back to him for just a minute. And we have a segment that we're going to introduce to you here right now. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Each and every uh, week on Dale Jr. Download, we're going to have this segment where we bust some chops. And, Mike Davis, I don't know what in the world we're going to call this segment. In fact, maybe maybe our listeners should decide what we're going to call it. So That's not a bad but, idea, actually, because yeah. they got some good ideas. But, yeah. They can, um, just, uh, they can just tweet you about that, and, um, and we, can, we can figure out what we're going to call it. But when we think about busting chops, certainly we think of hog. And oh. uh, Mike Hogue is uh, here with us, the road manager for uh, – Dale Earnhardt Jr. Hog, uh, I think the whole free world saw you getting your chops busted the other night. Why do you have to introduce me that way, Taylor? It, ha- it, it happened <laughs> one time. You, oh, you know when it just feels right? It just, when it fits, the name fits. I'm like the bumper. I, everybody just, I, I take it from all angles. But you know what? This I'm is- fine with that being my role. Okay. Yeah. Well, so check this out. So if you were watching the pre-race show the other day on Fox Sports 1, uh, you probably saw Hog get a lot of airtime. <laughs> Uh, and this is because he was uh, walking with Dale Jr. down pit road. Jr. got out of the truck that takes him around for his parade lap before the race. And uh, they had a conversation. It looked like it was a funny conversation. And then I talked to Hogue the other day, uh, and he says, or no, actually, you tweeted it, right? You said, well, that conversation that we had. Uh, yeah, somebody tweeted the picture to me, and I, I responded back with, it was actually a pretty funny conversation. Yeah. Hopefully I can tell it on Dirty More Radio. And so here you are. So tell us what happened. We saw you with all this airtime. What was the conversation? Well, look, to start what happened, every week for driver intros, we do the same thing. We drop Dale off at the back of the stage. I'll walk with him, make sure he knows how to get in, where to go, everything else. And I usually, from there, go right to the car Right. every week. That's just how it is. So we get to the stage. Um, I drop him off, and I'm like, all right, cool, man. See you at the car. 
I tap it and turn around. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll take a picture from behind the stage. And I see Dale taking off his sweatshirt, taking off his jacket. And he's looking around, like, you know, looking for somebody to throw his stuff to because he didn't want to walk out there with it. So I'm like, okay, well, I ran back, yelled at him, hey, man, I'm right here. So he, he threw me his stuff down. He goes, cool, thanks. I appreciate it. So he gives you his jacket. He gives me his stuff, his, his jacket, his coat, everything. And I'm like, man, it's a little chilly. But, you know, he, he just said, thanks. I appreciate it. And that was it. I walked off, walked back to the car. Um, so they go on the stage to do their group photo. Well, apparently, I did not know this. They had told all the drivers to take their coats and everything else off just to be in their fire suits. So he... Yeah, for the picture. Yeah, for the picture. Right. So when they, he... I watch him go all the way down to the end of Pit Road, and he gets off the truck, and the first thing he says to me, he goes, You dick! <laughs> <laughs> and I said, What? Man, I was laughing. I said, What's wrong? He goes... I have been, I froze my ass off all the way around this track. He goes, I can't even feel my hands. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you took my jackets. I said, you gave them to me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, but you were supposed to meet I, me. I guess I didn't know. I said, before, because during the chase, the same thing happened. He le- he always left his jackets on for the picture. It was never weird. And, you know, all the drivers did that because it was cold. So I just thought he was just handing me his stuff just to hold on to, to put back in the bus. But no, it was funny. He was like, man, I froze all the way up and down the track. He's okay. like, I can't feel my hands, and that you know, was what you the know, Mike Davis. Was. We we might need to get Dale Junior.'s version of this story because I'm at this point I'm sort of persuaded to side with Hog on this. Well, no, yeah, Junior can always give you more information than what he gives you. That's that's a fact. Yeah. We all can agree well, on he, that. Well, he he did side. He goes, I get it, man. He goes, I know you didn't know. He goes, but he goes, they I didn't know they're gonna make me take my stuff off. I said, well, I didn't know I was supposed to meet you back at the truck. I said that was sorry. I said yeah. my bad. He goes, no, it's not your yeah. fault. And that we were laughing about it. But then the funny thing is he. You know, there's a picture of me walking up pit road with his, both his jackets, and he's freezing. Well, that's cute, by the way. <laughs> Anytime you see a man holding another man's jacket, Come that's on. just yeah. that, that's a good picture. But, yeah, this whole problem could have been avoided if he would have just added one line, and that's, I'm going to want that back before I get in the truck. Yes. You know, if it, <laughs> exactly. that, that, that would have fixed everything. But yeah. as it was, you said, I'm going to get me a head start. Yeah. This is a long pit road. It's a super speedway well, race. I was giving my, yeah. my own self-credit. I was like, man, hell, I looked back, and I went and got it for him. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's only because you're the on th- hog side. Yeah, yeah, that's only because he's the number three tweeter on NASCAR.com. That's right. Uh, did you see that, Taylor? No, I did not. Yeah, he, uh, the top ten NASCAR tweeters, uh, Hogue is number three. So he yeah. sort of has a reputation to live up to now, which is the whole point why he was going to go take a picture. He was going to put it on Twitter. Yeah, I'm all about pictures. Fans love pictures. Yeah. I agree with you, man. You do a great job with that. But uh, next time, give our driver back his coat. Yeah. Dude. Keep him warm. I mean, gosh. You, you know, know what? I'm, I, I, you know what, Hog? I, I, you've uh, inspired me. Next time I have Mike Davis do some work for me on a college football broadcast, I'm going to throw my coats at him and uh, make <laughs> sure he doesn't Davis. run off with them, I guess. But, hey, uh, if you bring me to an Alabama game like you did <laughs> last time, I'll be happy to hold your <laughs> <laughs> good oh, stuff well. i'll appreciate you man yeah man always a pleasure well this by far was the most popular portion of the dale jr download last year yep. and you can bet it is returning for season two it is time now once again for reaction theater i think that was a clock of uh, i'm sorry about the words but you know if I was with uh, Junior, I'd give him a beer and say, hey, like, let's get drunk. But I don't think he's going <laughs> to fix the car. But Ambrose needs to be shoved into the damn wall. Okay. Well, uh, th- 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 you want to take the first uh, point he makes there, Taylor? Uh, uh, well, let's drink uh, a beer I, and here, get drunk. I love that. I mean, like, I think he already was drunk, first of all. Um, yeah, but I was, like yeah. I like that. If things don't go well for Junior on the track, 
hey, man, let me give you this beer. Let's get drunk. Yeah. Let's I, wait till after bad Daytona. Idea. How about that? Junior's still got <laughs> some more driving to do. <laughs> let's, you know, maybe if he wins Daytona, we'll celebrate with that guy. <laughs> I would like to invite him, yes. Uh, All right, next. That sucked. I am upset. <laughs> I can't believe that happened. Marcus Ambrose, Brad Keselowski, what are you thinking? Junior, I'm proud of what you did after you spun out at the wall. I'm glad you went up and hit Ambrose. He deserved it. You know what? That one didn't count. Next Sunday's what matters. Go get him. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I do like, Mike, that people are getting uh, lubed up here. I mean, they, they're pretty fired up uh, about something that happened in an exhibition race. And you can tell the juices were flowing again, you know, especially when that happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, listen, and I, I, I got to admit, I sort of encouraged that, too, on Twitter. I was like, listen, if I don't hear people going at Ambrose, I don't care if he was right or wrong. Yeah. Let's just let's be irrational. It's an exhibition. <laughs> yeah. I, did, uh, I did look at your tweets uh, on Saturday night and start laughing. Yeah, I was, uh, a, li- I, I was a little bit of an instigator. Yes, you were. <laughs> Next. Put another shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> Son of a <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to go to Walmart, buy me a six-pack of Foster's, pour it out the damn parking lot. Marcos, Australia for awful. Oh, I don't know. We oh, have an early, wow. we have an early yeah. candidate for call of the year. <laughs> that is that is awesome right there. Oh, I think if Marcos Ambrose was in studio with us right now, he'd be rolling on the floor. That's funny. That's pretty that good. That's good. Mm, let's see what else we got. If Junior doesn't quit being so nice to everybody and say, I guess he couldn't help it. Yes, he couldn't help it. He couldn't want to drive. He couldn't have taken out somebody else, for Christ's sake. Perhaps another third. <laughs> Some other what? Uh, another Ford, I think. Oh, another Ford. Yeah, yeah. I think Amanda Troutman is listening to this right now thinking, what Rolling in the eyes, world like, did, what did I, I get myself? myself? Yeah. Uh, an old friend of Dale Jr.'s uh, became public enemy number one, I think, on this next call. What do we have? I only have one statement to say. Brad Keselowski is an ass. <laughs> dumb ass blocking you. I can see now what this season is going to be about. I hope he stomp his ass in the 500. Nice. Goodness. Wow. Does it matter that you were in the last segment of a race at Daytona? Does that does that no. factor into anybody's reasoning? That you know, yeah. it's kind of go for broke at that point. Should Tony Stewart like be camping out outside of Matt Kenseth's house? I mean, like after what happened early in that race to, with, with Tony Stewart. I mean, listen, it's. That's what happens. It's Daytona. It's restrictor plate racing. Uh, next. Hey, guys. I don't know who the bigger that <laughs> is. Marcus Ambrose or the guy that wired up that battery <laughs> in the back of the oh. car. What the hell's oh. going on? How, how oh. in the world after the jet dryer catches fire? You know Juan Montoya had to turn that thing on on Saturday night and say, See, I'm not the only moron out there. Uh, Montoya, of course, no longer involved in, in NASCAR, but he, he set the jet dryer on fire a couple years ago. And now the pace car's on fire. We've had potholes, pace cars on fire, jet dryers on fire. Something crazy always happens at Daytona, Mike. Yeah, everybody had an opinion and a funny thing to say about it, but I still uh, I think the gentleman that started our podcast on, on his radio frequency, I think he said it best. All right, look, there's a fire. Pace car, <laughs> recall. <laughs> That's I all he had to say. I think the guy that uh, is making fun of Ambrose as an Australian was pretty good, too. All right, uh, what else we have? Don't let this get you down, Junior. You the best restrictor plate racer out there. Now let's go get the dual win, the bush race, and the 500. Come on, Junior. <laughs> I love it, too. The dual, the bush race, 
Call them the Grand Nationals if you want. This is like the first day back in school. All these familiar voices that we got uh, used to last year. You know, it's it's like, hey, where you been? How you doing? How was your How was your summer break? I know I'd miss. <laughs> I kind of miss these voices. Yeah. And it's been Mike. You were down there. It's been ten years, right? Since uh, Junior went down there and just um, just basically lapped everybody for an entire week. That was exactly what it yeah. felt like. Yeah. You know, remember, people don't remember this, but the nationwide race was actually rained out the day before. And so Junior won the 500 on Sunday and then won the nationwide race on Monday. Mm. Do you remember and that? I do remember that. I, not until you said it, but the, the duel, he won the duel race, then he won, yeah, the 500. Imagine winning the, the, the Daytona 500 and not being able to celebrate because you got to race the next day. Wow. And, and you right. know, that race started at 11 a.m. the next day. Man. Yeah. yeah, that is that that is difficult for sure. <laughs> All right, last one. Hey, you dumb, stupid f***ing Aussie. You drink your fosters in America. We pass on the right. We all let people on the right. Come on, man. It's a f***ing idiot. I've missed you, Tim. I've, I've got to you. stop you right now, Taylor, though. This is Tim. Is that right? Yeah, I, I think so. Bless his heart. He is so passionate. However, it made me laugh, and I'm not really sure about the driving laws in Australia, but did you notice that he said in the United States we pass on the right? It, it, we we it actually pass whoops. on the left, too, yeah. right? Yeah. No, no, listen. But now, bless his heart. Amanda, Amanda, Tim does pass on the right. You know, <laughs> He now, probably does. That's a good point, yeah, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now listen, some people that call into Reaction Theater, Amanda, they do pass on the right or the shoulder or the median. You know, so you just have to understand things are a different I've been here. guilty of that, too. I'm not going to lie. you got to do what you got to do to get out of a racetrack sometime. Reaction Theater is open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free 1-855-740-1902. Again, toll-free like it's 1983. 1-855-740-1902 and leave us your voicemail message, and we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo. Radio. I love what we're doing with this segment. Let's throw the white flag. There you go, buddy, white flag. Taylor, what we're going to do this year is we're going to have guest readers on white flag. And you know what? Mike Hogue is here. I can't think of a better person to yes. start off reading white flag than Mike Hogue. Hog, take it away. I had no idea I was doing this, but okay, I'll give it a <laughs> shot. So much going on in the world of junior. Let's get to it. <laughs> he already yeah. sounds yeah, I know. robotic. You're going to let me <laughs> I don't try know. it? It's going to be funny. <laughs> Dale Jr. and Jimmy Johnson will be the first athletes to host the Google Shoppable Hangout. If you don't know what this is, it's live online shopping while interacting with the fellas. This will all happen Thursday <laughs> at 2 p.m. Jimmy and Dale will answer fan questions and show off their new 2014 gear. You'll be able to buy this stuff straight from the Hangout. It will be the... Br- oh, oh, man. Wait, so rob- you this can't say that word. So <laughs> robotic. Yeah, no, keep that in there. We have to right. bleep Can out white uh, flag now? <laughs> yeah. It will be broadcast on Jimmy Johnson's Google Plus page, plus streamed on DaleJr.com and JimmyJohnson.com. <laughs> hey, and uh, Jimmy had a very funny Instagram yesterday with uh, Dale Jr. stealing his shoes. As a matter of fact, he's posting one right now, another one that we stole. He stole his Madden 25 game, and it's going up right now as we speak. And by right now, is it, do you mean Tuesday or Monday? I mean, they just text me saying they're tweeting it. <laughs> okay, because you realize this podcast actually airs tomorrow on Tuesday. Yeah, good well, job, we will be posting. Way to go, Hogue. We are, Way to go, Reader. At that time, we – you now, told me another one. we are posting what we stole from Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a train wreck read already. That's if you're going it. to Daytona and wondering if Junior has any public appearances, here you go. On, <laughs> on the morning here of the Daytona go. 500, he'll appear at the Team Chevy stage for live Q&A at 10 a.m. That's the Team Chevy stage located outside the Speedway in the concourse area. Are you going to hold his coat when he's on stage? It's going to be 80 degrees. We won't need a coat. All right. 
As for the rest of the time, he'll most likely be in a race car. You ready for this? Here it goes. <laughs> Thursday, night's <laughs> Thursday night's Budweiser duels start at 7 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports 1. Be aware that Junior is in the first race. He'll start fourth. On Saturday, Junior will race the number 88taxlayer.com car in the Drive for COPD 300 Nationwide Series race at noon on ESPN. Then on Sunday, it's the 56th running of the Daytona 500. You'll catch it at 1 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Lastly, a Dirty Motor Radio, Dirty Motor Radio program note, the full gamut of podcasts. Will <laughs> Damn it, nice word, Hope. Yeah, the full gamut of podcasts. God, now my voice is cracking. <laughs> the full gamut of podcasts will be officially. Why is this so Who wrote this? I don't know, The man. full gamut of podcasts will officially begin next week. That includes this show plus the Monday recap, Fast Lane Family and JRM 360, the podcast. No, it's not Fast oh, Flame man. Family. No, it's <laughs> no, not, that's a, good. not this a family. Is that they're include, not a flaming that family includes, there, Hope. <laughs> that includes this show plus the Monday yes. recap, Fast Lane Family and JRM 360, the podcast. So we look forward oh, to this that. this is a great idea. And that's it. This is nice that job, was a great idea. Nice job. That was a great idea, I Mike Davis. That's um, the longest Hog, segment we'll have. You know, you, did an, you know what we should do? Hog, you did an awful job, which means it was perfect. And um, by the way, uh, just now... Actually, yesterday, yesterday. Uh, Jimmy Johnson did post that uh, Instagram <laughs> shot of uh, Dale stealing uh, or Jimmy stealing Dale's Madden game out of his uh, bus. So if you want to see it, it just now was posted 24 hours ago. <laughs> okay, for uh, Mike ago. Davis and uh, Mike Hogg and Amanda Troutman, who is totally in control and did an unbelievable job, my name is Taylor Zarzer, and you've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 